You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we'll cover a different topic that will help enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. What is up, Blue Collar CEOs? It's Ryan. It is great to be with you today. Hey, real quick plug for us. I guess this is a self-indulgent plug, so bear with me. But uh, we have some really, really great guests coming down the road for you. So uh, I can't wait. Thank you for all of you who regularly send feedback and thoughts on on the episodes we do release and give us ideas for new guests and new content to put forward for you uh, just like the one you're going to hear right now. I'm going to introduce you to Rachel Fears. Uh, Rachel has a uh, a company basically eight years ago. Uh, she started as a CSR for a multi-trade home services company. And just this year has taken over as GM, has risen all the way through the ranks. So in this time, they've added on uh, HVAC, plumbing. Now they just recently added electrical. Uh, they've their most recent milestone of growth was going from nine mil to fourteen million in just a year, which is insanely impressive. And we're gonna be talking about a lot of things, but one of the coolest things is that they have a paid apprentice program that they've actually got accredited with the U.S. Department of Labor and give some really good ideas of not just how to focus on building your team culture, but also just growing your team as a workforce. So let's get going. All right, Rachel, I am really glad to get you on the show today, and I can't wait to hop on in. But for those maybe who don't know who you are or what you do yet. Let's just start there. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So uh, my name is Rachel Fears. Um, I'm the general manager at Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. Um, we are based out of Springfield, Missouri. Um, we're residential. So we have around 87 employees um, and we just started an electrical department. That's awesome. Good for you. How's um, Anytime you add in new departments, it's crazy. How's that gone for you? Uh, it's going really well. It's hit the ground running and we now have five electricians. So it's going really well. We're excited. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So central Missouri is an interesting market. Have you, I'm really curious, like how, I guess, what is the journey for you getting into the trades and in your space, like in the role that you're sitting in now? Like, did you grow up in the trades? Like, I guess, give us an overview on kind of your journey. Yeah, so I grew up in the construction, not necessarily the HVAC plumbing. Uh, my dad owned a roofing business. So um, at the age of 14, I started roofing alongside my brother, who's exactly a year older than I am. And um, that's how I got or that's how I got familiar with the trades. Um, and then after uh, I had my child, got away from that and I went into insurance um, realized that really was not my cup of tea. So I just started looking and I stumbled across air services and it was actually through a temp agency is how I was actually hired on here. Um, started eight years ago, um, in January, eight years ago and, um, started as a CSR and became dispatcher and then became office manager. Then I took over, uh, the HR and then into marketing. And then here I am now. That is crazy. Is there any of those, um, any of those roles that you sat in more difficult for you to pick up than others? Or did you feel like it was, they all kind of came somewhat easily for you? There's always challenges, no matter what position you take on. And 
I've always been one to want to take on and learn new things. Um, pretty optimistic um, on, you know, striving to do the best at no matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I do. I always want to be the best at it. Um, so, I mean, it kind of all came natural, especially when you have a good mentor, which was our old GM, Rich Callahan. Um, he took me alongside him and, I mean, just mentored me up and, you know, it was great. That's awesome. So one one of the things I know that's important for you is the idea of customer service. And given kind of your your kind of career arc, as it were, it's I mean, it's pretty obvious why customer service is is such a big important function for you and like priority for you. But you you also take it to the next level, not just external customer service, but also internal customer service. Do you do you mind sharing a little bit about what that means to you? Yes. So when I first started here, I'll give you a little bit of background. When I first started here, um, Rich Callahan was not the general manager. He was a service manager. Um, And shortly after I started, um, he was promoted to general manager. And how the trades used to be, um, he took it to a whole nother level and changed the direction of our industry and made it more of a customer service focused company. And with that, um, that's how kind of how we blossomed into this amazing company that we are. Um, Because when I first started, we had roughly 15 to 20 employees. Um, And again, that was eight years ago. And so he really, you know, with where I was, he started structure, structurize. Oh my gosh, I can't even speak structuring, you know, where you have, uh, you know, actual managers and leaders. And um, he was all about servant leadership. So that's where it started is us as the leaders in the company, you serve the, the team members and those team members will serve our clients. It is no longer our job to serve the clients directly. So um, that's where we really, as the leadership team, our clients are our team members. Our team members will take care of our clients. So it's just as important to take care of the internal so that way it flows to the external. I can see how, how when you focus on it that way, like you essentially focus, you take care of your team so your team can fit, take care of the business, essentially. Um, how it could have really big payoffs. Are there a couple examples of maybe early on when you were trying to implement and roll out this sort of change in this mindset where, where the, where you were surprised by the impact it had on your team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, some of the things that I can uh, look back thinking on is um, Rich started doing financial classes and focused on um, really just what it means to handle your financing um, where you're not struggling living paycheck to paycheck. And, um, you know, he also brought in Bible studies as well. And it just, the change started internally. And then it just, it just blossomed from there. And we've just kept up with that momentum and, um, Uh, do you feel like what you're able to do, uh, is, has been an important part of your ability to scale like you have a very important part, um, because there's so many leaders within our organization that it takes a little nudge or a little push. It takes empowering them to realize that 
they can do so much more personally, professionally. Um, they just need somebody to motivate them and get them on that path. Uh, what, how, I guess in that sort of mindset, what sort of things have been more challenging than you would have expected? Like, was it difficult to find the right incentive programs or the motivators or the KPIs that actually drove the business, but motivated your team? Like what sort of things were more difficult in kind of changing this uh, internal customer service mindset the way it is now? It took finding the right, putting the right leaders in place. I think that's where it started. Um, it took leaders who were willing to step outside their comfort zones, um, leaders that were willing to learn new things and um, do what no one else has done. So that way a path is already paved to show what we didn't think was possible, possible. If that makes sense. So and no, it totally does make sense. And what, but what you're also describing, it, it's it's a different topic. But the idea is like you you obviously new, need new leaders. You need the right leaders in the right roles in the organization, which also means you probably also have to have hiring people further down the org chart who maybe aren't aren't uh, leaders yet, but maybe they're just apprentices that they're kind of dipping their toe into your business culture, and you're starting this long development process where one day they be they do become leaders of departments and then service managers and then maybe one day a GM just like you. What like what are some of the things that that you do to help make sure that you're always hiring, you're always making room for the right people? Like what are some things that you guys do there that you feel like you have really good success with? Great question. So one of the things that we implemented as we seen that as in the construction industry, we need people. Um, so we have to make it fun. We have to make it exciting. Um, we have to attract at a younger age. So one of the things that we did is we went out and hired a full-time instructor who actually used to be a Batarat HVAC instructor, brought him in-house, created a live training lab, um, then set up a program with the U.S. Department of Labor. Um, so it's recognized. Um, it's 6,000 credit hours um, that they have to go through classing and on hands. Um, and then they get a certification with the U.S. Department of Labor that they can use anywhere in the United States um, and be recognized as a certified journeyman. Um, with well, that, just to make sure that we're ever, I just want to make sure I understand you're saying your training program, what you guys have built and developed is now recognized by the U.S. Department of Labor. Correct. Yes. Well done. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. It opened up the door for us to go into high schools and say, hey, college isn't for everyone. If if college is your path, that's great. If trades is your path, but yet you still don't have the funds to go to, you know, a local community, we will pay you and you will get the exact same certifications. Um, and it's a great way to hit the ground running if you're driven to, to go down that path. Um, and also, um, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, so sorry. it's my no. fault for asking questions. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're, you're totally fine. So that was my other thing. <laughs> so this also opened up a Avenue for, um, the military. So they can now, because mm. we are with the U S department of labor, they can use their GI bill. So we'll pay them. And then they can also use their GI bill just as if they were going back to school. That's really, really cool. Okay. So let me ask this. 
of the people who, who go through your program, what percentage do you guys keep for yourself? What percentage do you go like you kind of release into the wild for them to job hunt on their own? All of them stay. So what? Yeah, we don't. It's very rare. I mean, of course, people decide that this isn't for them, but usually they decide that before the program's even over. Um, We've had, I think, 14 complete it since we started it, and they're all still here. And then we have 27 that are currently active in just the HVAC side of it. That's crazy. Uh, It it reminds me of a company we've we've had on on a previous episode, uh, Pascal Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, which isn't too far if you're in neck of the woods. They're in northwest Arkansas. And they're like expanding into Southwest Missouri, um, like, like around Joplin. Um, but I know they, one of the things that they found really successful is they built out a training program. I do not think it's accredited by the U S department of labor, but they pretty much use it to kind of identify the cream of the crop. So they school all these people, they keep like the top 5% or whatever. And everyone else, they just kind of like dismiss out into the wild. But for them, it's, they can justify it because they know the people that they're retaining are the best of the best. They're bought into the culture of the organization. Um, They have like the behavioral attributes that stand out for them. And so it's more than just like, Hey, you need a tech. Any tech will do. They're able to get very, very selective. I'm really curious to see as, as your program continues to mature, like what sort of ways you can find out to leverage it even further uh, for, for your business. Yeah. So you actually brought up a good valid point. I mean, that's great that they, they do that. And that's awesome. Maybe one day we can get to that point. We, we are still very intentional when we bring people into the apprenticeship that, that this is the goal that they want to go with. Um, You know, we do a reverse interview um, after we interview them and they have a good mindset, you know, they have great customer service skills already, attitude, um, willing to learn the trade. Um, we offer them to do a reverse interview, which allows them to actually go out in the field and just observe it to even see if this is really, is this really something that you would like, you can see yourself doing on a daily basis? Because if so, we're going to invest in you. We want you to also invest in us. So we're very intentional about who we actually select for the, the apprenticeship program right now. Okay. So that's interesting. Do you um, do you like what the, the people who jump to the program then? So the, the program is a hundred percent an onboarding process. Like you're essentially taking people cold and you're developing them with the skills, both hard and soft process operations, probably stuff like that mm-hmm. to be able to function at the level you need them to, um, which totally makes sense. Do you give any sort of bonus or spiff when people complete the process or is employment the, the spiff that they're getting into? Yeah. So, I mean, there are different levels. So like once you pass certain levels, there's a pay increase. So that's regardless if you're still in the apprenticeship program or past the apprenticeship program. And then of course, you know, we do also offer SPIFs on top of everything else. It's, it's interesting. I'm curious. Uh, there's a company called Trainual. I'm not sure if you're familiar. They're a tech company who does like uh, training solutions that they just basically take your processes, put it into a digital training manual. But they they've kind of got some notoriety of late because they will hire a bunch of people. They'll train them and they will give them like cash bonuses to quit early. Like basically, like it is more costly for them to have people who aren't bought into the vision, who don't have the skills, who can't keep up with the pace to have them stick around after all that training. Then it's like, just take the 5K. Like it's a 5K quitting bonus. 
Um, wow. And it's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. You kind of are incentivizing the behaviors you want and, and, and like cultivating behaviors you don't want. So if you find people are like just kicking the tires, you're like, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to jump through the hoops here because it beats stocking shelves at target. I don't know. Um, the idea of saying like, we're going to pay you to quit because you're, you're hurting us too. Like, just go get out of here. It's kind of an interesting approach. Yeah. Very interesting. So when, when you are looking forward to like the next year, the next three years, especially given the state of the, the labor market as it currently exists, what sort of things, what sort of things are you focused on thinking about that you're kind of looking in your role to make sure that you give your company the, the manpower it needs, the staff capabilities it needs so that you can focus on your internal customer service and your external customer service? Like what sort of things are you thinking about? as you look down the future? Yeah, um, definitely looking at, we are adding the apprenticeship on the plumbing side as well. It's almost complete. Um, That way we can open that up to the plumbing. And of course, eventually we like to do that for the electrical side as well. Um, We have a huge opportunity right now in our plumbing department as it's not near as big as what it could be. Um, So just making sure that we are um, providing support staff to be able to, and making it fun. Like that's the most important thing is like, we got to make it fun. We got to make it flexible. Um, you know, nowadays we have to be flexible. You know, one thing that we have realized is we have some of these, um, guys that have been in the industry. We have one guy that's been here 27 years. He has all the technical knowledge, but you know, as things are developing, developing, there's the tech savvy as well. And that's developing as well. But these, these guys that have been around for a while don't necessarily have that. So as we pair the younger generation up with the older generation and meshing them, um, it just, it's, it's magical to see what happens internally. So that's yeah. yeah. I mean, it totally sounds like it would be a really cool thing, especially when you can get like multiple generations maybe you know like an older generation a newer generation like cross influencing each other mm-hmm. there's probably lots and lots of benefit and it's clear that obviously you're passionate about what you have built i mean un- and you should be very very proud because to have not just your career arc but also the impact on the business in a way that's impacting more and more people every day you've got to be very very proud of what you've accomplished so kudos all around absolutely thank you definitely very proud if somebody wanted to call you, email you, pick your brain about kind of what you're doing at air services, maybe even like see if they can schedule a call to go visit central Missouri. Like, is there a good, a good way people could reach out to you and just pick your brain if they wanted? Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely email me. Um, my email is r dot fears and that's F S and Frank E A R S at air services, heat AC.com. Uh, you can also reach out 417-866-1460. It is awesome having you on. I know you have a lot of things that you're juggling. Congratulations on all the success. I hope that the, the plumbing certification takes off like wildfire also, but it's, it's going to be really cool to watch your continued growth. Thanks for coming on. It's great to meet you. Yeah, you too. Bye. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors. 
and founder of Leveragey, the digital marketing solution for serious home service companies. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. See you soon. <laughs>